When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Chris Milicic does join us to talk football. Good morning, Millie. How are you? Good, Ricardo. Yourself? Yeah, good, mate. Good, thank you. Uh, big weekend of football in Tamaki Makoto. Over the weekend, we had uh, the uh, Wellington Phoenix in town on Saturday. They had the National League Grand Finals yesterday, mate. And uh, I've got to say, really pleasantly surprised by how the Phoenix both teams are going this season. New coaches for both uh, both the men's and the women's team. And, and Giancarlo Italiano, his first dig as a first-team coach. What have you, what have you made of uh, the way he's changed things at the Phoenix? You'd have to admit that he's had a, a great start to his uh, head coach coaching career. Um, the team's certainly winning games. I watched uh, elements of the game from the weekend, and, and I noticed that when they scored the goal, the sheer joy and enthusiasm for scoring the goal was there. But there was also that same joy and enthusiasm when Paulson saved the penalty. Mm. Uh, there were other things going on. They're, they're really tight, and they're really together. And I think from what I can see from the outside... The biggest work on they've done there is the team culture, the team values, and what they are embracing as a group. There doesn't seem to be any animosity, and they're all in this together. I think that's fundamentally the biggest change there. The way they play and all that, you know, it's 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 all very generic, a lot of stuff that happens. But that seems to be something that stands out quite marked from where it was in previous seasons. Are you surprised about um, Paulson and, and the and the goalkeeper there, you know, when when Ollie Sale left, everyone thought there'd be a big gap um, to fall in those boots that he left there in the goal. But, man, Paulson's been outstanding there lately. Yeah, that's a really good question, Tony, because um, Paulson grew up at the same age bracket as my boys. I've known that, that young lad since he was about 10. Right through his junior playing career, he was a standout goalkeeper. The only question that was always about him, was he going to be physically capable and was he going to be aerially good enough? But he went to Phoenix as a 16 or 17-year-old. Uh, he's played at the New Zealand at the Under-17 World Cups. He's had a vast array of experience. He's got incredibly quick reflexes um, and he's got the confidence to play. I think that what we're seeing now is what we often see is when a player first comes into professional football, his performance is at a really high level. He hasn't gone through any of the grind. It's a first-year thing. But he's got all the technical abilities to play in there. I mean, that people talk about the penalty save and that. The save that gets me is the one he got right at the very death when the header came in. He stuck a hand up, and instead of deflecting it up back into traffic or trying to put it over the crossbar, he actually managed to pull it down into his chest, which is, which is actually quite difficult to do. And so it shows me that a player completely... Uh, 
the peak of where he is right now. Where he will go, nobody knows. Uh, but the Ollie Sale question, uh, I would have let him go too. Uh, Ollie was, you know, he was competent, but he's not winning your games. Let's not kid ourselves. Alex mm. Paulson has gained a whole bunch of points for the Wellington Phoenix this year. Uh, I read a stat yesterday that if uh, he hadn't have played quite where he was, the Phoenix would only have four points. They have 11 points, and, you, and you'd have to accrue seven points of those to Alex Paulson. And that's the difference between whether you win mm. stuff or not, Not is goalkeeper actually wins your games. Mm. Millie, as a former keeper, what is the key to saving penalties? Because he has saved two big penalties this season already. Yeah, look, I think that uh, the key is looking at their body shape and what they're going to do. Because fundamentally, the percentages work in your favour. Approach to the ball and where he plants his kicking foot dictates where he's going to pass it to. It's done now with the guys that sort of jog up and jump up because it's not a thing. But if there's any consistency in the run-up and you're quick enough, um, you can see where they plant their, their sort of standing foot. And where the toe points of that standing foot is where they're most likely to go. And both penalties, that Alex has saved, you can see the run-ups are, you know, they're fairly consistent. Um, and then there's the planted foot, and they're going the way the planted foot. So he's, he's obviously done a lot of work on picking up the, the pointing of the foot, but he's also done his prep and knowing which way to go. And the secret to saving pins is just go the damn right way. <laughs> easy, 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 Millie. Uh, what about then um, uh, the women's team? Because... Uh, they yes. had two different coaches the first two seasons. Uh, they've switched to a third coach in Paul Temple for this season. Uh, they won their first ever back-to-back games under Paul. They've now won three games under Paul, and uh, they're at the top of the tree in the Women's Liberty A-League as well. Where are they sitting? Well, they're currently third, but they're only you know, uh, just off the top, and uh, they've been mm. getting some great results. What have you made of them so far under Paul and how he's changed things? Well, I think the biggest change that Paul's done is they are prepared to keep possession in small areas, and he calls it short ball, um, in which they move the ball quickly, trying to get uh, freedom of a player on the ball. But the biggest thing they're doing is, if you have a look on any paper play, it's the movement of the players forward, overloading the opposition defence, making them have to, to change it, which is more, uh, you see a lot more in, um, in the top level. So what happens is the players on the ball, they're shifting the ball around, but there's runs now going. So they trust the people on the ball not to lose it, and runs are now going forward. They're overloading the back line. And then you see from their, their goal on the weekend, it basically came out, there's a, there's a girl sitting there absolutely free, nobody marks, takes a touch, puts it in, you know, and they get back to one all. And so that only comes about through a willingness of your team to get forward, um, make your runs into spaces where the opposition can't get there, overload the defences, and then be prepared to play the ball. One of the key things I'm seeing in the English Premier League now is how many strikers have got great people to pass to and they're shooting themselves, whereas the women, the Phoenix girls in particular, women, sorry, um, they're actually overloading the back line of opposition to score goals. So the difference from what happened in the last two seasons to this one, they're scoring goals. When you score goals, you win. Um, the goalkeeper for the Wellington Phoenix, she's made a couple of crucial saves. Uh, but the big thing is it's the opportunity to get players forward overloaded and their athleticism of the younger girls and the girls he's brought in is now starting to wear down a lot of the Australian women's teams. Yeah, let's let's just talk, talk about that, Millie, the, the athleticism. How much, how much does the, you know, the high-performance centre down there in Wellington play? Because both teams, both the women's and the men's Phoenix teams, look extremely fit. 
Yeah, look, it must play a massive part. I know they're, they're all based in around the same area, but it must play a massive part because one of the key things from a football perspective is players are expected to run between 10 to 13 kilometres per game at varying paces and speeds. So your physical development and your athleticism to play. Uh, there's a really famous quote by Shankly that went, um, there isn't a, play, a tactical strategy device for players that will not or cannot run. And so um, they've certainly uh, got them really, really fit. And you see that in the last 10 minutes of both games on the weekend, actually. And they had to dig deep and they had to defend. They, they were, their, their levels of performance stayed high. Their athleticism stayed high. Their willingness and ability to stay in the game stayed high. And that only comes because your fitness levels and your performance levels must be at a really high level to allow you to mentally stay into the game and what's going on. So it must be playing a big part because this is the, these are the two of the fittest teams from a Phoenix perspective I, I think I've seen in quite some time. Uh, Millie, also yesterday we had the National League Grand Finals and uh, unusually we didn't see Auckland City lift the trophy. Wellington Olympic got it done. Um, interested to hear from you about this. You've coached against both these teams previously. But, I mean, Auckland City, I think, you know... I don't want to take anything away from Wellington, uh, from Wellington Olympic, but Auckland City lost that game, didn't they? They they left about five goals out there in the first half. Yeah, yeah, they did. But I remember a few weeks ago, you and I talked on this radio station. I said I think Wellington Olympic will win the final, and I think it comes down to they rode their luck. Auckland City, you know, they win games, they win a lot of games, um, and yesterday, even though they left goals out there. Auckland City have this very large squad. They rotate players all the time. Some players play four games out of eight and all the rest. When you come to a dual-die semi-final like that, you need 11 players on the pitch that fully um, fit, know the system, and trust each other without any doubt, and you go do it. To be fair, if Auckland City put away one of their four or five really good chances, then we're not talking like this. But Wellington Olympic, I always felt this year it was kind of their time, as it were. They've been knocking on the door for three years. And this is Wellington Olympic's last thing. My understanding is a lot of those Wellington Olympic players are leaving, going different places, doing different things. This was the uh, the day or the time for it. Auckland City will be kicking themselves, but Auckland City will also be going, oh, well, the, the biggest games are home and away for the um, Oceania Club World Cup stuff. So... Yeah, it, but as the grand final was 1-0, it was 2-0 in the end because of the late goal. But look, I think Wellington Olympic, it was their time. And sometimes when it's your time, you do miss goals, you hit the post, you know, people head over the top, etc. And it was their time. I've got, got to ask you, and it, it, no doubt you'll give me the answer I want being a signed up member of the Goalkeepers Union. How did Scott Basile not win man of the match? Yeah, they never win it in New Zealand for grand finals, mate. It's just quite bizarre. I mean, some of the saves he made, and especially from that header that went down and he put it over the top. I mean, for people listening out there, when the goalkeeper, you're looking on a straight horizontal line. The guy goes to head the ball, suddenly it pops down. You've got to throw your head down to pick it up, and then it's coming up at you. As soon as your head goes down and goes up, your balance is gone. The top level of your balance where you need to explode and Scott somehow managed not to go backwards, but to go up and put it over the top. Technically and mentally, that's a really, really tough thing to do. That's the save of the game. That keeps Wellington Olympic to win the game. And yes, quite often in the grand final, the goalkeeper can have a blinder. The team wins 1-0, and the dude who might have scored the goal gets the man of the match, and he's done. That's about all he's done. So, look, we all, as the goalkeepers, we all go, yeah, we did our job. Um, but, yeah, I would have given player today 
yesterday for sure. Now we watched over the weekend. We had two game, uh, two games Saturday, two games Sunday. Of course, uh, A League and then into National League Grand Finals, mate. And of course, we had the news last week that Auckland have got an A League franchise starting in about eight, uh, nine months' time. Um, there is a definitely a step up, but I mean, if you were lo- looking at that Grand Final yesterday from an Auckland uh, A League franchise point of view, is there anybody there that you'd be signing up for your team? From the game yesterday or just from the Auckland team? Well, from the game yesterday. Joel Stevens. Joel Stevens has got, you know, he's been a professional in Europe, etc. Et um, he's, he's still got the pace and enthusiasm, but what he does do is he's got dead ball speciality that you can actually exploit. And I always felt that he wasn't given the opportunity at the Phoenix that he perhaps should have. Many players are in the same boat. Um, but he, he's the player because he's got an X factor that's a little bit different. Um, and you need to be able to score goals. Um, but, you know, we're, as you said, you're eight months away. I'm sure that they've got something going on. Nobody knows what's going on. But, you know, I'm sure they've got something going on there from that perspective, from player recruitment. Um, and you would have to bring a bunch of those players in to see if they could step it up. Oh, I'm always pretty confident the players that play in the National League level in New Zealand, given the, the time uh, to get up to the physical and athletic uh, standards of the A-League, they can easily cope in there. I mean, you look at the Ben Sigmunds, the Roy Krishna, Albert Rear, you name them, they've all come out of the National League and they've all survived in the A-League and in some cases been extreme standouts. So I think that it doesn't matter who you go, as long as your scouting's right, you look at them, they've got the right attitude, they've got the right technical ability, they understand the tactics of uh, football, they're coachable, and you can bring them into an A-League level and you can let them go. Because uh, you, you look at the Phoenix now, they're playing a bunch of uh, younger players that have come out of the National League, and they're not struggling. No, that is true. That is true. Good stuff, Millie. Appreciate your time, mate. On a, on a Monday morning, go well. Anytime. Enjoy the show, boys. Cheers, mate. Thank Cheers, you, Chris. Uh, Chris Milicic there with us, talking football. And yeah, interesting that he said, uh, yeah, Joel Stevens. He actually he was the man of the match, and he did have a good game mm. yesterday, Kempi. But honestly, without Scott Basile, the Wellington, the uh, Olympic keeper. They wouldn't have been in the game to score the goal to win the game, if you know what I mean. Uh, they, yeah. yeah, he he pulled off some great saves in the first half, uh, and then the, I think it's uh, a good point he makes. Yeah, you Auckland City hit the bar about three times a, too. Yeah, it's a really good point he makes. Like if you, especially around Ollie um, Sale, you know, like everyone sort of had this thing that Ollie Sale was going to be a big loss, and and you know for Chris to come out and say, well, you know, he needed to go. This is if you have a look at these stats, this is why the Phoenix have won some games is because Alex Paulson and the goal and the um, goalkeeper position um, is a really is a really big bold statement, you know. But look, I I love watching Alex Polson play. He he puts himself right in the face of the shooters all the time, and is always a chance. Like saving that goal on Saturday, uh, mate, you would have picked him. Well, if you go, is he going to save it? No, probably not. And then he just puts himself there all the time to knock it onto the bar and save. Save the goal, keep them in the game. So, um, yeah, nice, nice interview there from from Millie in and around, especially the goalkeepers.